Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander's here with me. If you're watching hey. on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You have consent. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Also, do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Deadleg, you're back from Iceland, and we're going to get into your Iceland trip in just a bit. But for now, let's just say you're back from Iceland, where I'm assuming Donovan Klingen's injury did not make headlines in the capital city of Reykjavik. Did it make headlines in Reykjavik? Two quick ones on that. One, um, I was back by the time that landed, so I can't confirm or deny, and you might need to work on Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Uh, You're getting there. You're getting there. I spell it like Reyk. Reykjavik. It did not make headlines there, I'm assuming. I would think not. Still, it's a strained foot for the starting center for the reigning national champions. UConn sophomore is expected to be back for the season opener. That's on November 6th. But he's also expected to miss about a month of practice. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, first question. Yeah. How big of a deal or not is Donovan Klingon's injury? I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal in Reykjavik right now. I got to be <laughs> honest. Selfos, Vic, Hoff, Eggelstadir, Akureri. I can go down the list and the I will. The streets of Reykjavik are buzzing, I was told. They're not. Donovan Klingon's injury is not, it's not worth a damn. Uh, over there in the land of the ice and snow. We'll get to the Iceland stuff at the end of the podcast. What if Bjork suffered? Yeah, that's a bigger deal. That's a bigger deal. That is a bigger deal. A strained um, foot. If Bjork strained her foot, would that make headlines? It would. It in Reykjavik. Oh, yeah. No, they'd be buzzing on the streets of Reykjavik. Oh, yeah, Again, you're getting there. Um, big man foot injury. I mean, let's hope he's good in a month. Uh, you know, let's hope it wasn't anything more severe. Like foot strain. That's a little vague for me. Um, I, what is a foot strain? You know, what kind of injury as specifically is it to the foot? We'll see. Uh, obviously, UConn is going to protect its player as best it can because he's a big man who would have been projected to go in the first round of last year, or this year's draft, if you will. And uh, and you got a you know you got a seven foot two dude with a foot thing. Um, let's hope this does not linger and he can get back and good as soon as possible. I know the UConn fans who have been all too aware of this for the past 72 hours or so uh, took one extra peek at the schedule just to be sure. But if indeed this winds up being a thing that does linger into the first week of the season, which UConn doesn't expect, but if it does, uh, the Huskies should be just fine without him. They're going to open up at home at Gamble against Northern Arizona, and then they will play Stonehill and then Mississippi Valley State. Those are the first three games. You don't have your first major opponent of note until... You've got the Empire Classic on November 19th, almost two weeks into the season. That's when you're going to get IU in the Garden. So Klingon should be back well in time for that. But, you know, this is a player projected to be projected. And I I emphasize on projected because I'm very high on Klingon going into this season. He was the most valuable six man, if you will in the sport last season, but this is a lot of projection. Now his minutes are going to double his production expected to double. Um, Will this slow down that transition? We'll have to wait and see. But the thought is, you know, he's second team, third team, all American kind of a player heading into a sophomore season. Hopefully this doesn't stymie, uh, you know, 
the progression of the most important player for the reigning national champions. Obviously, strained foot is a pretty vague explanation for whatever's going on here, but it obviously is some sort of, it's a little bit like when this didn't happen 20 years ago, but now you'll hear also like lower body injury. He suffered a lower body injury. Okay. <laughs> there's but a lot like, to cover there. <laughs> there's a lot to cover. There. Yes. I mean, that could be, that could be a lot. It can you be know? a lot. Yes. It could be covering a lot. Yes. So it's vague, intentionally vague. Um, I like you don't know exactly, um, you know, what it what it means. But again, the time frame is laid out, expected to be sidelined for about a month, but is expected to be available for for game one on November 6th. I guess both of those things can be true. But if both of those things are true, then that means he will practice very little before he starts playing Mm. in his second season at UConn. Um, To me, the the, again, I I think not a big deal. I don't want to make this out there, but. You, you touched on it. I, I don't like hearing any foot issues with guys who are seven foot two, period. I, I just rather never. It's a long list of when you were that size and you have foot injuries, uh, it, it it's not good. I'm not suggesting that's the case here. I'm just saying seven foot two and foot injury. I'd, I'd rather those things never be in the, the same sentence. That said, um, I, I'll take you kind of its word. I suspect he'll be ready to go by the season opener. And though it's not ideal to miss a month of practice, when you are replacing big important pieces from that team that that won a title last season, I'd much rather somebody like Klingon in his second year of college be missing this time than a first year player you were relying on. Coaches will tell you um, anytime you've got a freshman injury or somebody's late to enroll or get on campus or any anything that that can hinder a first year player's preseason is really problematic because they fall way behind. Klingon at least comes to the table with a certain level of understanding of what he's supposed to do and will be asked to do. So I don't think it's as big of a deal as it would be if this were, you know, a, a, a first-year player that that is expected to have a big role. Um, but still, it's it's obviously not ideal. I think everybody can agree with that. I think even Dan Hurley would agree with that. Uh, for sure. Klingon's stats last season, again, on the face of it, you're like, all right. But if you watch UConn play and you saw how they actually utilized him and how they kind of went A-B with him and, and Sonogo, two different bigs that did very different things. You kind of run different stuff. It's what made them. In fact, I wrote a column heading into their final four game about why UConn was such a, a dominant team in the tournament and why they were just an overwhelming favorite to win the whole thing because of the different actions they were able to run with Sonogo versus when Klingon comes in and, and the ever-present lob threat that he was. 6.9 points, 5.6 rebounds on 65.5% shooting, 1.8 blocks. Again, the expectation for the 7-2 big, uh, the local kid, obviously, out of Bristol, Connecticut, is that he will transform into in a, in a sport that continues to have a lot of very talented, relevant, high-producing bigs like among the five to seven most uh, impressive and, and dominant there. We'll see if he gets there. Um, and this was obviously a, a, a late-arriving headline. I know Friday coming into uh, coming into this past weekend there. Uh, if if there's any delay in, uh, in him getting back, I still think UConn will be okay. But man, we are... When this when this hits this kind of news, it's like, yeah, we're, we're back in the preseason. And unfortunately um, it's not even like we're talking about football here, GP, but it seems ever almost every year, you know, it, it, we, we will have one, two, three, four, five, just something will pop up in the preseason. Cause practice, like you, you, we don't, we want to have all the stars available to, to get the season rolling here and Klingon should be able to go. But, uh, but this was the kind of like, Oh yeah, we're back. And uh we might have one or two more of these, unfortunately, because they just feel inevitable before we get to the start of the games. But if he's back and if he's good to go, um, he is the he is the central force that gives UConn its best chance at making another deep run in the tournament and obviously being a factor at the top of the Big East. So Donovan Klingon sidelined for now, but is expected to heal and play for UConn this season. Arterio Morris will not be a, will not be so fortunate. He's been dismissed from the Kansas basketball program. That was another development. Uh, in recent days after he was officially arrested, arrested in charge um, with rape. Meantime, Memphis has announced that Mikey Williams, who is facing six felony gun charges, um, is enrolled at the University of Memphis, but is not participating in any team activities. He's not even allowed to be over at the facility. How 
is Kansas handling this pro uh, this situation? Did did Kansas handle it appropriately? What about how Memphis is handling the Mikey Williams situation? We'll get into both of those things next. But first, a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Deadleg, while you were out of the country or either on your way back to the country, one of the two, mm-hmm. there were developments with two well-known players connected to notable programs. First, Memphis announced that though Mikey Williams is enrolled in classes uh, and technically still a member of the program, he will not practice play or even be at the facilities, at least until his felony gun case is resolved and perhaps not ever. For those unfamiliar, Mikey Williams He's a borderline five-star prospect, very famous high school player um, who was charged with six felonies for allegedly firing a gun into a vehicle filled with five people. Nobody was hurt. That's the good news. But still, um, I don't know if you know this. It is illegal to fire a gun at a car filled with people, even in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Even in the United States. I'm aware. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can understand how you might not think so, but it is. It's still illegal. You can't do that. So Michael Williams is facing a possible sentence of 28 years in a state prison. Again, he's enrolled at Memphis, but he's not doing anything with the team. Meantime, Kansas announced uh, it has dismissed Arterio Morris from the program after he was arrested in charge with rape. The former McDonald's All-American was previously suspended when the allegations were initially made by an 18-year-old woman. But once the arrest and charge came, that was that. Dismissed from the program, now facing a felony rape charge. Norlander, let's start with Arterio Morris. Then we'll get to Mikey Williams. Did Kansas handle the situation correctly? All right, so let me check my timeline here because I did um, I did truly unplug when I was on a two-week vacation here. But I, I believe before that happened, I think I, I Kansas suspended him. That's right. He was. He, it's a, it's there was an allegation made. The Kansas City Star did some uh, wonderful reporting to um, basically connect some dots and and with sourced information, um, be able to. They were able to report that Arterio Morris had been accused of rape. There had been an allegation made against him. There were other players who were quote witnesses mm-hmm. um, to the. I'll just. The witnesses. I don't want to go any further than that. They were just listed as witnesses. And Kansas suspended Arterio Morris. Then the, he was arrested and charged with felony rape, and they very quickly dismissed him from the program. And that's where we're at now. All right. So his time in uh, with Kansas, if not college sports altogether, is done. Uh, the, your question was, did they handle it appropriately? I mean, after the f- fact, I, I suppose so. Um, there might have been some waiting for his immediate dismissal at the time of the suspension. Um, I understand that point of view, but once the actual charge came down, um, you know, they made their action here, but Bill self deciding to take on Ontario Morris in the midst of what was attached to him through allegations. And, uh, you know, we referenced this on, on our summer shoot around with Kansas, I think briefly, but, even though Kansas at the time when they brought him aboard, like they said, you know, we we've been working, we basically have done our, our background checks on him and he understands our Terry understands that, you know, what, what the deal is here coming aboard. Um, Bill self and, and that staff should, should take a hit here because when you are Kansas and you have almost any player at your discretion to recruit and bring aboard, and you choose to bring aboard Arturio Morris uh, with everything that was attached to him, um, you know, a, a previous sexual assault allegation that his ex-girlfriend then chose to drop the charges. But nonetheless, uh, he wound up having a, a, a no contest in that. And that was also 
the timing of that in relation that case getting you know finalized uh, happening within mere days of this of this rape allegation and charge now as it stands here um yeah like there's there's some criticism to be held at the feet of bill self and that program for deciding to do this i imagine and we have no shortage of kansas listeners on this podcast that there were plenty of kansas listeners that um at best scratched their heads and at worst were you know vocally disappointed at kansas deciding to bring on arterio morris uh but he's gone uh self and them should take a should take a hit for this and i understand i checked the quote that that self uh, delivered when he was actually dismissed from the team when all of this happened and saying, you know, it's an ongoing case. So we can't comment uh, much further than that. In fact, I'll read it directly here. This is uh, this is KU athletics. Uh, when we learned of the allegations regarding Arturio Morris, he was suspended from the Kansas men's basketball program. We are now aware he has been arrested and charged and he was dismissed from the program as this is an ongoing legal matter. We are not able to comment further at this time. Okay. Um, let, let me stop you there for a second. Okay. With all due respect, I mean, they can. They can. If they wanted to. They can, they can expound on this more if they choose. Yeah. Matter, and you and I are commenting on it. There's yeah. literally nothing that prevents yeah. yourself or the Kansas athletic director or anybody else from commenting on it if they want to. They are choosing not to. I don't say that to make a big deal out of it. Just like it's not true. When they say we are unable to comment on it, it's not true. That's absolutely correct. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, especially I just the thing about this. In catching up with it over the past, you know, 24 hours, you know, uh, by the way, uh, cheery as hell podcast content to return from after a vacation. <laughs> Good God. Um, hey, Deadleg, welcome back from Iceland. You want a podcast about a, a foot strain, a rape charge and six felony gun? I know. Charges. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The sports had no shortage of just terrible headlines, frankly, in the past year plus uh, when, it, when it comes to this stuff. But the one thing that was kind of just sitting so poorly with me is that Kansas opted to pursue Arturio Morris when he went to the transfer portal. And he did have uh, a very, you know, there was a negative connotation to his reputation, even if the charge was dropped. Okay, that's just undeniable. And the fact that, you know, they brought him into the program, onto the campus, and now, like, a woman has been allegedly raped because of this. I just, it's just, it's it's really, really hard to come to terms with um, it, what could have just been so easily avoided uh, by Bill Self and that staff, but now they, you know, they're going to take the hits for it, and, and, and deservedly so, because they didn't need to bring in Arterio Morris. Like, basketball stuff aside, I know it makes them a thinner roster or whatever. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a very disturbing story and we'll uh, we'll see if indeed he winds up being convicted. He's just currently charged with rape, which in and of itself, by the way, uh, I was thinking about this earlier that this is not a, uh, to get to this point this quickly with an actual rape charge is not something we see commonly in, uh, in college athletics. Uh, those facts alone kind of speak loudly. I would not have taken him if I were Kansas for all the same reasons you've already laid out. First, um, and I know that, well, you don't know if you're not going to need him and, you know, until like, I get it. There's a, like, you get who you can get when you can get them. And then the roster comes together and it might be true that we didn't need him now, but at the time we took him, we thought we would, what, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that. I just, I would not have taken him, um, a, because I don't, I don't think he's a, a big time difference maker. Uh, and, but actually let's do these in different order. A, because he was accused of, of, of being physical with a woman. All right. Credibly accused, even if the charge was dropped. The police report says she, you know, she had uh, there, there were there were she had things on her body that suggested she had been in a physical altercation. Um, he was credibly accused, even if the charges were ultimately dropped. So I would not have taken him. But and I always try to be understanding of the other perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't make $10 million to win basketball games. You know, maybe if somebody said, Hey, your, your job is to win basketball games and we're giving you $10 million a year to do it. Maybe I'd, I'd bend on things a little, um, the same way coaches in college often do regardless of sport. But I, I don't think I would have taken him, but I, I can understand why Kansas did. He's a former McDonald's all American. He's a rotation player for a good team at Texas. He did play an entire season at Texas. So like, He's already been in our league for a whole season after this incident. You know, what, what, what are we, what are we really saying? If we don't take him that he's, 
he's okay enough to play at Texas, but not okay enough to play at Kansas. I can just see how you talk yourself into it. That's all. I can see how you talk yourself into it. But clearly, with the benefit of hindsight, regardless of how anybody felt initially, with the benefit of hindsight, it was obviously a mistake. And yes, a young woman has allegedly been sexually assaulted because you decided to, as a program, as a staff, to bring this person to campus. And because you, as an administration, decided to allow it. Yes, that's 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 problematic. Um, once it happens, all you can do is handle it the way they handle it, which I think is appropriate. Like, hey, we're not waiting for a jury. We're not waiting to see if charges are dropped or um, whatever. You know, you're gone. We brought you here on a zero tolerance policy. You put us in an embarrassing situation. You, you're no longer associated with us. I, I agree with the way they handled it, but obviously it would have been better if this was never a thing. He, he, it, uh, some people agree with this at the, initially. Uh, I think everybody would agree with it now. He should have never been on that campus. But, but I do want to be clear. I understand how they got to a point where they brought him onto that campus. I just laid that out. I, I don't know that I agree with it, but I can understand it. Yeah, I got you. Um, all right, Mikey Williams stuff. I, I'm sure you've talked about this on your show um, plenty, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we've actually, I don't know if we've ever, you and I have ever talked about it on, on the pod. Yeah. Um, quick recap and just where things stand now. And uh, and was it the start of practices that prompted Memphis to, to provide this information? Like, why are we here at this point in this timeline with Mikey Williams. Okay, so earlier this year, Mikey Williams, who is, uh, I think technically, according to 24-7 Sports, a four-star prospect in the class of 2023. Hmm? Sorry to interrupt. Once upon a time, Mike, like four years ago, Mikey yes. Williams was like the most famous prospect in all of youth sports. Yes. You know? so, yes. I mean, so- incredible Instagram followers, all that yeah, NIL all, deals, all, all that stuff, right? From California. And he had slipped a little bit in the rankings in recent years, but he's still a talented basketball player. Nobody would argue otherwise. So he committed to Memphis. And earlier this year, he was um, arrested and charged with six felonies for allegedly firing a loaded gun into a car filled with five people. The car was struck, but nobody was hurt. So only, you know, by luck, nobody lost their life or was seriously injured here. In that regard, Mikey Williams is, is, uh, is very lucky. He, he could be facing a manslaughter charge or a murder charge or, you know, I'll let the legal uh, folks, you know, expand on that. But this could have been a lot worse. Still, it's bad. You can't fire a gun into a car. He's facing six felonies, um, 28 years in state prison if convicted of all charges. Not, ne- not necessarily automatically, but like that, that's what it could be. And Penny Hardaway has for months just basically said, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, he's still, you know, we're still with him, but like, we, you know, we are still recruiting and basically just kept punting it down the road, you know, like, Hey, we don't have, he ain't here. We ain't in, it, it's June. We don't have to decide anything right now. Well, then June turns to July, July to August. You know how the calendar works. Yes. Practice officially started last week and they felt compelled. I assume the university of Memphis to release a statement. And the statement is basically Mikey Williams is enrolled at the University of Memphis, I believe in online classes, if not mm, entirely, then mostly. He is technically a member of the basketball program, but he's not practicing. He's not at the facilities. He will not play in games, nothing until this is resolved. And even if it's not resolved favorably, and even if it's not resolved favorably, then he might never you know, play for Memphis. I suspect he will never play for the University of Memphis. But uh, yes, it was the start of practice that prompted him to say, we're not cutting ties completely yet, but don't worry. He's not running around our facilities, not under these circumstances. The way you read this, is this fait accompli? Like you said, you just said you don't think he'll ever play. For, like, uh, what are we waiting on here, basically? Like, why? I think they, oh, let me be clear. And just for people who don't know, as a University of Memphis graduate, Mm-hmm. I would be embarrassed if he ever played for the University of Memphis. It would be a mistake. He should yeah. not play there. I, I, I've i made this point a lot on my show in Memphis, and nobody has ever pushed back on it. So I'm I'm assuming it's true. I've never been able to find any evidence of that. And nobody has ever heard me say this and then say, well, GP, what about this? What about that? Because they would love to if mm-hmm. they could. So I'm assuming this what I'm about to tell you is true because nobody's ever pushed back on it. Mikey Williams is accused of firing a gun in, into a car filled with five people. He's facing 28 years in prison, possibly, and six felony charges. He has never said he didn't do it. Not on Instagram, 
not on any social media site, not in a release statement. He has an attorney who has made a lot of statements, has never once said, my client did not do this. Penny Hardaway has made a lot of statements about Mikey Williams. He has never said, Mikey Williams didn't do this. Nobody has ever said he's falsely accused. He's pleaded not guilty because that's what you do. But nobody is. I'm sure they will have a story about what led to this, and that will be tied to the defense. Yeah. But nobody has ever said, hey, 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 hold up. He didn't actually fire a gun into a car. This is crazy. Now, Norlander, let me just let's play hypothetical here. You're a uh, heralded high school prospect. You're getting ready to go to college. Sure. Uh, you're super famous. I like where this is going so far. So far, so good. We're good. And you then are arrested and charged with six felonies for allegedly firing a gun into a car. Now, I want you to operate on the basis of you didn't do this. I didn't do this. You did not do this. All I right? did not. Okay. That's right. You've been arrested. You've been charged. The whole world's talk, wondering what your basketball future looks like now. You're on social media all the time, posting still. You know, you got out of jail and started posting. Couldn't couldn't stop. You know me. You know, hey, that's right. If you never did this, wouldn't you at some point say this is a big misunderstanding? I didn't fire a gun into a car. I might mix in an update. You yeah. have to mix that in somewhere. A point of clarification. Yeah, he that he's like, never said that means something to me. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a fair. Yeah, that's nobody's fair ever point. said it. It's, it's weird that I don't know. It's weird that this has been going so long and the ties haven't been cut and yeah you know unless it was literal self-defense which it doesn't appear to be the case right unless it was actual, that, that but i'm I mean, assuming that's where this will go yes but they context. have not said that yet and again um i i, I don't want to say i don't care i guess there is a story they could trot out where it would be like gp you have to understand there was a car filled with five people and every one of them had bazookas and they were aiming right at Mikey Williams. And they said, we're going to blow your head off with this bazooka bazooka. So then he fired a gun. Like, I guess, I guess. But again, nobody said that. Nobody has ever said Mikey Williams. It's just nobody said he didn't fire a gun in a car. And I'm gonna keep it simple. If you fire a gun in a car at a car, I don't care what happens. And I don't want to say I don't care about the circumstances. I guess there, I guess there were circumstances that would make me go. He was fearful for his life. It was self-defense you know, genuinely, but short of that, you fire a gun into a car. You're not playing. You can't play basketball from for a university. Really I, I, at least no, no, no university that has even a semblance of standards. Yeah. You cannot, if Memphis puts Mikey Williams on the basketball court, I will be embarrassed for the university. Of yeah. Memphis. It will be a mistake. All right. And obviously you carry a, a lot of weight. Your voice is quite large in that area. And no doubt that uh, the people in charge at Memphis have heard this. And I'm sure you're not the only one. Um, so I guess we wait and see when this story reaches its next stage slash possible conclusion. Um, but that one is a uh, that one is. A, and and a, I, I, I should say and not to go too long on this, but um, I, I think the city of Memphis, um, I think the context matters. I mean, this is a city overrun with gun violence. Um, this is a city where, you know, one of our most famous rappers was murdered in broad daylight at a cookie store, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, ambushed. And, uh, you know, gun violence is a a, a real uh, issue in the city. It's an issue in America, but it's a it's a real issue in Memphis. The face of the Grizzlies, I don't have to tell you, um, is serving a 25 game suspension to start the season because he was waving a gun on Instagram yeah. live. Yeah. All of this stuff matters. You can't then be the University of Memphis and bring in a guy yeah. who is accused of firing a gun into a car. It's just like this is, I, I know he's talented, but I do think this is important. Um, I'll, you can sort data and add players and all sorts of stuff over at barttorvik.com. I'm aware. Oh, boy. Game changer. Yeah. If you add, if you, there was a time, I haven't done it in the past day but there was a time where if you added deandre williams to the roster and his eligibility is still up in the air i'm skeptical that's going to happen but i don't know it, it, you, it, you talk to different people they have different opinions um you add him to the roster memphis is preseason top 10 that's with mikey williams mm-hmm. you subtract mikey williams from the roster use the same tool memphis doesn't move still top 10 i don't want to say he doesn't matter but i don't think he matters that much particularly after he's going to be missing an entire it just it uh, you don't need the, you don't need to s- further sully your reputation but it's not don't do this 
if you're the university president, athletic director, or basketball coach. They should all be in agreement eventually, if not already. This guy cannot play for the University of Memphis. I guess at this point, we just wait on when that's going to uh, going to happen. Um, two quickie news notes here. Um, we don't have to discuss them, really. But uh, but at least just, you know, it's first Monday of October. We are we are into the preseason here. Um, Zach Fremantle underwent successful surgery on his left foot. Uh, there's no timetable for when he will return. Uh, Fremantle didn't play on the back end of Xavier's season last season. He had surgery back on September 18th did Fremantle. So we'll wait and see his availability. Uh, I actually think is, is if he can be a player that's consistent and healthy, like I think he actually matters something to Xavier. So we wait and see on that. And then um, Jared Grosso at Bryant is apparently on uh, leave of absence. So he is not running the program right now. I don't have any more details than that, but I know that also recently, I think it came out over the weekend. I happened to see that when I was catching up here, uh, on Sunday night. So two other news notes. Uh, we'll wait and see on the developments with both of those. But uh, yeah, again, like, can we have one damn good update in this sport? I mean, I go away for two weeks and it's nothing but negative. Like what? What in the damn world, man? What do you want me to do? I'm not in charge of that. I know. I know. I just I was hoping in- to come back, you know, hop in, talk a little ice and talk some good hoop, you know, but it's just Yikes, it's downer after downer after downer. Can we get some optimism in college basketball heading into the middle of October? I don't know if we can get in college basketball. We got in the NFL. Taylor Swift went to a Chiefs game twice. You heard about that? I, I was aware. Did that make headlines and wreck of it? Uh, I bet it know, did, actually. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think it did now. I wasn't in Reykjavik when that went down. Um, I was in Iceland when the Bears played the Chiefs. So, uh, fun fact, that game never happened because I wasn't here to see it. So, that was, uh, that was a fun one. I was here... Let's just move on. I was home on Sunday to watch the Broncos. I can't even get into this with this football team. Let's just let's take a break and I'll uh, I'll I'll offer up a few Iceland goodies for you. Have you ever wondered what it's like to visit Iceland in September? Oh, I've got the perfect guy for you. First a word from our partners. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present a mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. So not only have I never thought about visiting Iceland in September, I've uh, never thought about visiting Iceland, and I'm not even sure I've ever thought about Iceland. That's not true. I don't think I've ever thought about Iceland. Never? How did you start thinking about Iceland? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, this 2023 is the 10-year anniversary of, of, uh, of my marriage, a wedding that GP declined to attend, by the way, back in 2013. Oh had, had the invite. Said I'm good. I think he went and played golf that day. Actually, that was like I, I worked. A, I worked a golf tournament that day. I worked. I was working. Do do I regret it? Yes, I do. I don't. That's, that's, I'm being sincere. I, at some point, it was a good time. At but, some point, you have to make decisions. You have to say, okay, I'm. I'm or, you know, at 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 the at the when I'm laying on my deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> nobody will remember that I worked that golf tournament, nope. but Norlander will remember that oh, I was not at his wedding. I'm going to be on that. I'm going to be with you on that deathbed. I know. Yeah. I'm going to be right there You're taking my last there. breath. Trying to fit in. It was a good time. That's Borzello. He's still raised. Trying to fit in one more Memphis story. Anyway, the and point is, you'll be like, uh, Hey, I just want to tell you, I, uh, I never forgot yeah. that you didn't. Exactly. Sure. And, and here's the good thing on my deathbed. I will probably have forgotten that. Cause I'll probably be struggling, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Okay, you know that's the way I imagine it. Anyway, so basically, um, we went to. I regret that. That's how, that's what I wanted to tell you. It's all, good. it's all good. You're asking like why Iceland came up. So we went. We took our honeymoon to Italy, which was phenomenal, and then 
as I'm sure you've done, and I'm sure people listening to this have done and lived this experience as well, where no matter where they went, um, like, and on the middle of that trip, Italy, I remember being like, listen, we have to agree. Like, at least like if we can afford it and things are okay, like every two to three years, let's just take a trip overseas. Let's just try and see the world together, you know? And uh, so my wife agreed. And then we had children. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. And then what happened? The worst pandemic of our lifetimes landed. That happened. So... So we finally, so for, you know, the past, I don't know, year and a half, two years, we had been talking about, all right, we're going to, we're going to finally do this. And we hit a bunch of places. And another reason why I wanted to bring up the Iceland trip was when we, when I brought up different spots that I might want to go to, and this was back in March and April, at least via email, direct message, social media, I got had at least 15 people. Um, when I had mentioned Iceland, we're like, you have to do Iceland. And by the way, Norlander, you were saying like you wanted to do, you know, like, three or four days in Ireland and then do three or four days in Iceland. No, no, you need to do Iceland the whole way, make it the whole trip. You can drive around the country. So to the, to the group of people that suggested that my genuine thanks, because Holy hell, this is a small country with gigantic features. Um, I was telling Nada before we went live, uh, even just Reykjavik, which is the capital city. It's on the western side of the country. You don't have to tell me about Reykjavik. Yeah, <laughs> you're working on it. Um, from New York City by flight, it's like going there. I think I think we were like four, four and a half in the air, maybe. Like it's a doable little long weekend getaway, it, it, and it's it's popping. Like it is a it is a really. I mean, that's really that much cool. difference than me going to L.A. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, maybe I'll Iceland. go to Iceland instead of L.A. It was it was an incredible, incredible place. It says there are more than 10,000 waterfalls there. If you told me 10 million, I would believe you like you were driving down, driving along what's known as the ring road, which is, you know, covers basically the whole the whole country, the, the circumference of it. And I, I the words cannot do justice the size of these cliffs and mountains. And then you just see. One waterfall. These things, I don't even think all these things have names. Now they got some big ones that you got to see, and it's just, it's incredible. Like, did you uh, ever go chasing waterfalls? I went chasing waterfalls in Iceland. Yes, I did. How about that? I, I went. Is that where TLC did it? Is that where TLC did it, or did, did they do it somewhere else? Good question. I'm not entirely sh- sure. I didn't see any. They probably uh, did it in suburban any TLC uh, info or propaganda in Iceland. So I'm going to say no to that. But um, you know what? One thing I did notice, like a life thing, I'm wondering if you're the same or if people listening are the same, if they've gone to Iceland or anywhere else. I was I am getting uh, more fearful of heights as I get older. And mate, my, I was talking to my wife about it. She's like, maybe it's because we have kids now. But there's a few spots and waterfalls where you can go to. And like there's there's, you know, there's safe platforms, but you're like there on the cliff. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I don't need Johnny. That. Like uh, sudden, like you are. Uh, GP, I'm, t- I'm saying you're 400 feet in the air. There are other spots where you can go that we didn't go where you're little, like you can be right near a cliff's edge and I mean, you're, you're done. Like it's, it's over there. Right, have you, have you, have you, you know, had an increased fear of heights if you, as you, as you have aged or have you, has it always kind of been there permanently? I'm still here just a smidge under five, eight. I ain't scared of no heights. I don't even know what heights. Really? Okay. So you're good. Like you're good. Yeah, good. Like, I, that, that does. That it does doesn't not. Bother. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's for, it's weird. Like 15 years ago, I would have, I would have been good, but I don't know. Maybe it's also it's windy as hell in, in Iceland, so that's also another factor where you're like, eh, one strong gust. Uh, I'm trying to think, what am I scared of? Of things like that, like heights, or what are other things people are not, scared of? Like there are points, like you're really not. Like there are points where we were walking along this 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 canyon, right? And there are there are ropes where it says don't walk here anymore, but you can clearly see where people have stepped over, and there's a little worn out dirt yeah, patch, and it's. Would I'm not gonna die trying. I'm not gonna die taking a selfie. Exactly, but people are doing. It. I'm like, no, people die taking like, selfies. I don't want to say every day, but often. Like thinking about, like, we were actually we were at one of the big major waterfalls, Deddy Foss, which is like the most powerful one or the biggest one by water volume. I don't know in Europe, and there's a there's a there's a rope there, and it and it's clearly don't step over. Guy steps over, takes a takes a photo, and I'm like, no shot in hell, man. Like no shot, no shot, not at all. I don't think I'm scared of anything. Well, that's not true. What would I be scared of? What are other things people are scared of? Like, I'm scared of flying. I'm not scared of flying. I'm scared of heights. I'm not scared of heights. Put, c- keep going down the list. Let's see what I'm scared of. I don't know. You got, uh, you got an anaconda in your house. Is that going to do you in? 
Well, yeah, I don't want an anaconda. Yeah, okay, in my house. there we go. Okay, but like that's everybody. How, how nobody wants an anaconda word, in their house. Saying the word groin, you scared but of that? No, nobody wants an anaconda in their house, except for maybe Jake the Snake Roberts. I'm saying you're face to face with a snake in your driveway. You scared? No, I, I just I just walk away from it. Again, say the word groin. That, that's I can't do that. Exactly. You're terrified of that. I would be. I'm, I'm scared of pronouncing certain words. I am. Uh, somebody in the chat says I'm scared of six foot putts. Yes, that's true. Marquette fans also true. Not scared of 16 foot putts. I'm not scared of six. I'm not scared of putts you're supposed to miss because I just miss them. It's fine. Never like everybody else. But the ones you're supposed to make, I don't like those because I don't I'll miss them, too. OK, that's fair. Fair enough. Noodle on it. A couple other Iceland notes here. Uh, if you can do it, I would recommend giving yourself at least seven days with seven to 10 days. I mean, we saw a ton and there's so much that we still had to bail out on. Um, shout out to my wife who was just such a trooper. Cause I'm the kind of person when I go on vacation, like I don't like to go on vacation and just sit and do nothing. I do want to explore. I want to see the sites. And she's like half built like that and half built like, let's just chill. She was all in up to, you know, it was, it was up and at him like every, every day. And then uh, it's a four hour time change from, uh, from the East coast of the United States to Iceland there. So even with them, with the mild adjustment, she was, uh, she was good to go with, uh, with all of that stuff. Um, the soups, dude, soup every night. Incredible. The food was awesome. The taxes are, inc- I mean, the prices of everything are just outrageous, but you almost have to bake that in. I had the best. Is that Joe Biden's fault? No, it had the I, saw, I saw on Facebook. My life, I know, saw on Facebook. They said the prices in Iceland. That's President Biden's fault. That's what they okay. said on Facebook. If not, not my life, but of 2023, there's a place in Reykjavik called the Fish Company. Ridiculous. The best dinner of 2023. Just, I think there's a place called the Fish Company in every city. In America. I think there. I think there is. In fact, this this recommendation came from someone from a from the dad of of someone that uh, my kid shares a class with them, and so I was, he had gone like five six years ago, and so he's like, you don't understand. When you're in Reykjavik, you have to eat at the Fish Company. So I said, you know what? He was so enthusiastic about this. I was like, and it was it wound up being like a six minute walk from the hotel we were at. And uh, so, and what, what met, do you order at the Fish Company? I'm gonna go with fish, fish. But the, the lobster soup was just outrageous. It just tremendous, tremendous stuff. We went to a place where they bake the bread in the ground. My uh, my wife apparently watched something with Zach. We should get baked. I ain't a you know I ain't a baker. I ain't a baker. The ground. Is, the, I am a doctor. I'm not a baker. I yeah. would assume you'd bake bread in an oven. But that's the thing. They got these hot springs. The water is boiling underneath the ground. So they put it. They put the bread into the 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 metal pot. They bury it for 24 hours. We 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 you go the next day on a tour from the one that was buried 24 hours ago. You eat it, and they put a fresh one in, right there. Incredible. Stuff. I don't want my bread coming out of the ground. I want my bread coming. No, out it was of the it was incredible. Rye this bread. is not the way Olive Garden would do it. It's not. <laughs> it's not. This is it not the way not. Olive Garden would do it. Um, one of our. Uh, one of our colleagues at CBS, Dan Weinberg, he went earlier this year. He recommended uh, going on an ice cave tour. So at his recommendation, enthusiastic one did that. Walked on a glacier. Awesome stuff. Met, met some more Aussie. Glad travel. you got that knocked out. We're not even going to have glaciers anymore for too long. I had you know? to get it done. Yeah, I had I to get that done. This specific <laughs> tour is like, <laughs> yeah. hey, everybody, if you ever want to walk on a glacier, now's the time to do it. That's the other thing about this is that these, without a doubt, there's there's something to do that. You can drink you drink the water anywhere in Iceland. Like you drink it in the river, the the tap. It's the cleanest water on the planet. So that was cool. Like yeah, you know, yeah, 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 sounds like the Hudson River to me. Definitely not. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Um, it was. Uh, j- Would you drink water out of the Hudson River? Not even. No chance. What? Are you talking about? <laughs> what? No. But I did. I brought I I brought the old water bottle. Right there. Scoop it up. Get it done. Wonderful stuff. Although shockingly, shockingly, because like you land at the airport and they give you there's a thing on the wall that's like, listen, you're in Iceland now. We have the cleanest water in the world. And here's why. But there's been a proliferation of bottled water. There is so much bottled water in Iceland and you don't need it. It it was it was odd to see just how prolific that was. But uh, but really, really cool. If anyone is considering going, you can hit me up. Or uh, or email the show shouts to cbs at gmail.com. I'll get back to you. I got uh, I got all the tips. I got everything. I'll post a few photos of stuff um, over at the Instagram account. It was it was an awesome, awesome, awesome time. You know, craters. The the oh, oh I'll tell you what. 
the thing that changed me forever, man, they got these hot springs. So they got like the spas and we did one of those and that was awesome. But they got, you know, in Iceland, the, they, the entire country or practically all of it is geothermal powered. Like they've got all this natural earth activity. It's the youngest country in the world because uh, geologically it's like 20 million years old. Like the, the, um, the Appalachian mountains and stuff that's like 250 million years old, just to give you a, a perspective on all that. But this whole like steam room, hot spring, jump into a cold tub, perish. Incredible. They do that in Arkansas. They have hot springs That's in Arkansas. Old, you should have just went to Arkansas. so life-changing that on the flight back... You should have just like, flown into Little Rock. Close. I was like, how... Cl-? I was like, there ain't any in Connecticut. I was like, can I get one in Pennsylvania? My closest one is Arkansas. Like, you that's where I go. You should have just flown Depressing. into Jonesboro. Depressing. Depressing. You should have just flown to... You flew into Rekovich. You should have been flying into oh, Jonesboro. Boy. More butchered by the moment there. God, 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 God. Um, but no, it was uh, it was awesome. So thanks again to everyone who did recommend it. Um, uh, you know, we, we saw 60 things and easily wanted to see 60 more. Just uh, just an incredible, incredible time. And it is it is a drive heavy vacation. But I but I love that. I mean, Parrish, like you, you're driving through the fjords. You're turning around. You're, there's this one point on the southern coast, which is what a lot of people, if they've got like four days to land in Reykjavik and then they'll they'll do like three days on the coast and then they'll scoot on back where you pass this humongous mountain slash plateau. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. And then you like once you hit that curl, you see the friggin glacier, man. This view is unreal. It, it There are parts of it where you feel like you're on another planet on the northern part. It's like you're driving on the moon. We were driving through nothing for like two and a half hours. And then one of my favorite spots of the whole trip was there's this dedicated small little cafe that looks like it can't be more than six or seven years old by build with a little gas station. GP, there's nothing around. It's all black lava rock from all these volcanic eruptions. There's nothing for miles and miles. And then there's this, this one little thing. So I walk in there, we, we stop, use the bathroom, get a little bite. And I said, this place is so great because everyone, if you grow up in Iceland, you, you speak Icelandic and you speak English. So that's another wonderful thing that kind of uses the transition. Everyone speaks English. And there, there was a, a kid, literally a kid working. He couldn't have been more than 14 working the, working the register there. That's probably, that's probably illegal, Norlander. I, uh, listen, uh, well, I, I said, where, like, where do, the people that run this, like, where do, you, where do you live? He's like, 10 miles away, there's a farm. And everyone that works on the farm lives in the, works, works in the shop. And I'm like, that's... <laughs> you wouldn't think that there could be remotely farm area close to this place. Cause it, it felt like driving on the damn moon, but really, really cool. Reykjavik is an awesome, incredible city. Wanted to see a little bit more of that, but uh, highest recommendation, Iceland. I will be going back. It was, it was that infectious, that cool of a country. I have to make it back. In fact, I might be taking you with me. Listen, Jonesboro's nice too. I, uh, listen, if it's got that hot spring situation, that's just, that's there's a literally a place in Arkansas called Hot springs. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Doesn't have the glacier though. That's the problem. That That's, is a problem. You need you need the one with the other. The ice and the, the ice I agree. And snow there. So I agree. But uh, but yeah, sincerely, if you want, uh, you can hit me up on social media or wherever. If you want, if you're thinking about going, um, I got plenty for you. And, and thanks again to everyone that recommended it. Really, really good trip. And as I say every time after I come back from a vacation, I cannot recommend this enough. Just unplug from the world as much as you possibly can. Off of social media, off of email, off of everything. It just it makes it that much better. So uh, it, it makes for a shock when you come back to the country and realize you're going to podcast about six horrible headlines in college <laughs> basketball. But for you know the uh, the twelve thirteen day blackout period, it's just uh, it's really really good for uh, for mental health and well being. So if you have the capacity to do it, I can't endorse it enough. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you got to enjoy a glacier, and I'm glad you're back. Thank you. You did two pods while I was away, right? I think I checked last night. You did. I can't keep track. Finkelstein and uh, and good old Cobb. Shout out KB, huh? No Boone? How dare you? <laughs> what do you mean to do? Sorry. I did two. One was strictly about recruiting. What do you mean to do? No, that's trying, a, that was a good. I, I feel like good. you're trying to drive a wedge between. I'm not trying to drive. I feel like I feel like you're trying to divide us like a United States Ryder Cup team. Not trying to divide. You're trying to make me out to be Xander Shoffley. That's another thing. I was just out. I was out to lunch on that. So yeah, Ryder Cup. You're trying no to divide ones. us, like the Ryder Cup team. I'm you not. want us? To- is that what? Is that what happened? Yeah, we were we were divided as a as a Ryder Cup team. Patrick Cantlay wouldn't wear a hat. In person. that's that's the story. You wouldn't wear a hat. Patrick Cantlay allegedly 
I mean, not allegedly. He he 100% refused to wear a hat. All right. And the reporting was it was in protest because he believes they should be getting paid to be in the Ryder Cup. And he's like, I'm I'm not I get paid to wear hats. I'm not wearing a hat for free. And he refused to wear a hat. So this became a thing. And all the European fans were like waving their hats at him. Oh, my God. That actually sounds amazing. (laughs) Hats off to your bank account. That's what they were screaming at him. It's outrageous. So then Xander Schauffele on Sunday decided not to wear a hat, too. And when they asked uh, Patrick Cantley about it, he said, uh, oh, they just didn't fit. Come on, man. Dude, wow. dude I've, I've been in these golf trucks. I know they will make you any kind of hat you want. If fit is actually a problem, they'll fix that for Patrick Cantlay at the Ryder Cup. It's it's an, so I don't I don't disagree that he might have a point like the Ryder Cup makes a lot of money. Like it's possible people should be getting paid to be in there. But like eh, this ain't where you try to <laughs> like people have protested in American history for a variety of reasons. Protesting because you're because you're making tens of millions of dollars, but not a penny at the writer. is ain't the place to really. Uh, it just feels like it's not the place to. You might have a point. I don't know if it's the point you want to be trying to make right in the middle of the Ryder Cup. Incredible. Wow. Now you're trying to divide us. Iceland, get there. Oh, man, we're going. If not that, Iceland, I'm, gonna... I'm not kidding, man. Because apparently, last thing on this, we intentionally went in September because it's not the peak tour. Apparently... You know, if you go through June to August, the sun doesn't go down. So we got we got normal days like sunrise at 7 a.m., sunrise at like 7.15, less crowded. And we were happy because of that. We There was only one spot where we hit like three tour buses at the same time. Um, Golfoss, the uh, the Golden Falls, which is uh, these waterfalls are just outrageous. They, they, they exceed the hype. But going to a place like Iceland, which I think can suffer from some over tourism and not running into that. I think it's also pretty crucial. So we were fortunate to uh, to be able to go to a lot of stuff. And when we would go there, um, there might be 15 people or 20 people or sometimes no people. So that was also a really, uh, a really good benefit. So plan wisely if you are going. I think that's it. We can wrap this pod. And, right, and listen, if we, we're going to go to Iceland. If we don't get to Iceland, we'll at least go to Arkansas. Because basically, it, well, because it's like it's, it's basically the same thing. It's like two hours from you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I get to Arkansas. I'd be in Arkansas in 30 minutes right oh, now. Yeah. I could be in Arkansas in 30 minutes. No problem. Yeah. So, like, listen, maybe Iceland, maybe Arkansas, same place, basically the same place. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shout- People actually call Arkansas the Iceland they, they of the don't. South. They don't. Yeah. That you could Google that. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again. Watching, listening to Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe, including Apple, Spotify. More of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. So knock that out. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.